Uh, I asked this Pokemon to spoon, but what I got was not as sexual as I had thought it would be. Welcome to Daycare Dittos. When, uh, when I was young, I didn't know what spooning was, and I thought it was just, like, grosser, like, gross sex stuff. <laughs> I thought it was, like, tonguing an ass. Like, like in my head, spooning and, like, tossing salad seems like the same. I don't yeah. know. I, I just, I, I always thought it was exactly what it was. Well, Made sense to me. They said spooning leads to forking, and then I was oh. like... Oh, what's forking then? You know what's so interesting about my childhood? I <laughs> I learned what the word fuck was when I was in first grade. And I came home to dinner and I asked my dad, Dad, what does the word fuck mean? <laughs> and he goes, he drops his fork, which is hilarious. And he goes, uh, it's when you, it's when somebody puts a pitchfork through somebody else's foot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound pleasant. He's like, it's not pleasant. So you should not say that word. I'm like, okay, so fast forward to middle school where everybody knows what the word fuck means. And I hear people say, hey, I just fucked this chick. And I'm like, you just put a pitchfork through someone's foot. Why would you do that? She's walking fine, you know, and I didn't understand that the word fuck meant, you know, sexual intercourse. So here I am in middle school um, thinking that fuck is, is just not what it is the only thing <laughs> is that if you still told somebody that the teachers in your school were fucking the kids even <laughs> if it was sexual or if it was the pitchfork one they'd still get in a lot of trouble but uh we have all that we have <laughs> we a guest have a, we have a special guest hi yes. hello everyone it's steven da, 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 da. yes steven peter's uh younger brother yeah he's my brother I'm We're proud. so excited to have I'm, you here. I'm proud to premiere him. We we just have to we have to put it out there. All of almost all of our content on the daycare dittos Instagram comes from Steven, and it's wonderful. And we thank you so much for thank all of you. it. I have a lot of time on my hands and a lot of love for Pokemon. So this this episode has been months in the making. Yeah, it's a winning combination. I've been waiting for uh, this one since the the, the dawn of daycare dittos. I think this was the first booked episode yes this is really yes. i did not know that because we were yeah, ready we're like show. who are we gonna have on for what and we're like well of course steven and abra i mean it's a it's a fitting choice i think and we'll a coveted one out. many people wanted it mm-hmm. Ooh, i feel special well you are Special attack. damn man get it <laughs> fuck uh <laughs> So now we pitchfork, you mean? And now we ask the special question that we ask with everybody. What is we? I think we kind of know. We get stories from from Peter, but we want to hear your life according to Pokemon. Uh, yeah, your life related to Pokemon. Yeah, well, um, Pokemon has been with me through it all. Um, I don't really remember, like, the first time I ever saw Pokemon or, like, some media. Um, But I remember, like, vividly being on the playground in, like, first or second grade and kids talking about, like, their cards getting stolen or, like, oh, this Charizard sold for, like, $100, which is, like, the most money a kid like me could, like, think about. Um, and then I was just like really excited for the TV show uh, and everything else. But like we were, we were, I think, first and foremost into the games and then the cards kind of at the same time. 
Um, I was the little brother, so it was always my job to pick the other game, like the one that was not wanted. Um, but I think it actually worked out because me and Peter never really disagreed. Like he was, he wanted red, I wanted blue. Um, I, I forget what the gold silver split was, but I think I got I was, silver. I was gold. Yeah, and I got silver. But then, like you know, we both get crystal, and I yeah, think we have, we have like two eight, yellows. Two yellows. I feel like we have eight copies of yellow at this point. <laughs> oh, I bought. I bought some. Uh, there was a, a girl I used to work with. She's like, yeah, I got like two copies of yellow and like uh, three reds and a blue. And I was like, I'll buy them all for you for twenty bucks. She's like, deal. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So we have a ton of them. Um, but I think at some point Peter just started buying both games at the same time. Like he was just like, "No, nah, I'm not waiting." I think I only did that for Diamond and Pearl. Maybe that's I when mean, I was, that was flush with cash. Yeah, <laughs> um, diamonds, pearls, all the <laughs> finest things in life. Yeah, oh. we we always had the link cables, like so that we could trade. But I never wanted to battle Peter because he's always been good at min maxing things in games, and I'm just like. I like this one because it's cute. Like <laughs> I, I really don't ever look at natures or abilities. I'm just like, this is the first one I caught. I love it. Were um, you, um, were you a collector at all? Were you like a Pokedex player? I was gonna talk about that. I wasn't really yeah. like I really was. Um, I was Ash centered in the sense that like it was new generation, new team. Like I am only picking Pokemon from this new generation, and. So, like, I really do have, like, a lot of love for a lot of Pokemon because I can look at a list and be like, that was my six. Like, those were my guys. Um, so, like, I, I love a lot of Pokemon. But, like, later on in the series, it just gets hard to do that because it's like, oh, I only have 80 to pick from now. <laughs> like, and I don't like some of them. Um, but so, yeah, I kind of, like, trailed off after probably black two white two that was kind of like where i got off the boat for a little bit um and um yeah I, but i did play the um let's go eevee um and that encouraged me to collect them all for the first time like i i was not really enjoying it for like the first couple minutes but then like once i got to this point where i was like oh i can I can just catch all of these things. I was like, oh, I'm going to do that now for the first <laughs> time ever. Um, but, and, and I, I was into Pokemon Go for a while too. So like that, that really helped. Um, I think me and Peter also have a huge collection of Pokemon cards from a very specific time frame of cards. <laughs> you know, we just got a bunch of like different uh, base set cards from like uh, English uh dutch, dutch japanese and then uh any Thanks. any reprinting of the base set we just <laughs> kept on buying base set yeah i mean i remember even at the beginning when i was collecting cards i wasn't super into it i was just about getting the ones that i wanted so like peter would re be like vocally against some of my trades at like the town lake or whatever <laughs> i'd be like i don't want a shiny beedrill like give me that dodrio like <laughs> <laughs> um but, um, but yeah, and then like, you know, we wouldn't collect them for a while, but then I know with like, what was it? The 20th anniversary sets or whatever with the pins that they came with. Yeah. We were really into getting those every time they would come out. Um, so yeah, we just have like a little 
like collections here and there, but I always love the cards. And honestly, when I first got them, I didn't even know you could play a game with them until I got the Game Boy Pokemon trading card game game. Yeah, we have two <laughs> copies of that as well. Yeah, that was the first time I was like, oh, you can you can use these? Like you can <laughs> do something with them instead of just putting them in a binder? <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I, I love the cards. I, I remember specifically like the one of the original Ghastly cards where it's like a really bad 3D render. Yeah. I, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, it's God's like hideous. Favorite. Yeah, I, I would just, didn't age well. You would get some that were like claymation. Yeah. You would get some that were like watercolors. Like I just loved the art on the cards. It was mm-hmm. always cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I think just to finish it off, my last big claim to fame with Pokemon is that I infamously claimed the Dunsparce handle on <laughs> Twitter and PlayStation Network. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I still use the PlayStation Network uh, name. That is my official PlayStation account, Dunsparce. Um, but uh, yeah, I had the Twitter handle for a while. Um, and I was in a group of single named Pokemon um that would just message each other their names you know nice. like charizard would just be like charizard <laughs> <And that's it. laughs> i knew oh, you were in the group but i didn't know it was <laughs> that is the nerdiest greatest thing yeah i wouldn't really check good. it often because i really didn't have much to say i mean yeah. dunsparce does not really <laughs> i love that. that much but... you know i'm going to commit to it next time a Pokemon game releases with new generation Pokemon, I'm going to try to claim like an Instagram Ooh, handle. Yeah. Well, you, know, you know how it happened yeah. was I was trying to come up on the PS3 with my PlayStation handle and uh-huh. I, everything was taken, including yeah. like my usernames that were like only mine. So I was looking at this poster Peter had from like the 10th anniversary and I was just like, what is a Pokemon that no one likes? Dunsparce. <laughs> And it, I got it. And it, ever since then, I've just loved him. That is so impressive. So yeah. My friend, my friend was Spinda. Oh, Aww. that's a good one. I love the animation for Spinda, man. That just reminds me of like a like a like a wild night out. <laughs> well, that's that's going to be an interesting episode too. No two Spindas are the same. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this before. It's like it's rarer to get two of the same Spindas than it is to get a shiny. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, and then our second question, which will lead us into this episode, why Abra? Or is it Abra? Which in the evolution chain is, is number one? Abra. Right? <laughs> well, I mean I mean What's your the number favorite, one your favorite. You? The one that you're here oh, for. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because like when I told Peter I wanted to do the Abra episode, he was confused for a second, I think. He was like, really? But like that's the thing is like I, I always I always figured you a uh ghastly haunter Gengar because you're there spooky. you go. Yeah, no, and I honestly I love them and I would love to be on that episode too or whatever, but like I really, I looked at the list of Pokemon and I was like, okay, I get one shot at this. Like, I gotta You pick. are welcome anytime. You can come <laughs> yeah. to any other episode. But I, thank you. I appreciate it. But I really, I was like, okay, I gotta pick something that I'm really gonna like. And I gotta pick something that is kind of soon because Ghastly is still like two months away. So, so I, I honestly, um, I, I love Abra. 
Really, I really do because for me, when I was playing the game, right, you you start the game up, you get like your Squirtle, you're like going through Pallet Town, you get like maybe you see some Caterpies, some Ratatas. If you're really lucky, you get like a Nidorino or like a Jigglypuff where you like raise your eyebrow a little bit. But like once you get to Cerulean City and you beat that Nugget Bridge and you go to that small patch of grass on the mm-hmm. side there and you see your first Abra, you're like, what is that? Like. <laughs> I, I have no idea what animal that is. It looks like an alien monster. And as soon as I see it, I try to do something and it just disappears. And like, honestly, as a kid, I had no concept of the idea that like you could catch a Pokemon without hurting it. So I was like, there's no way to catch this. Like, I'm never going to be able to catch this. And then Peter actually was always the one. Just, he told me, get a Butterfree get your powders, like use a sleep powder and then you'll catch it. No problem. And yeah, I got Abra. And to me, Abra was like getting Mewtwo. I was like, <laughs> this guy is the best, except, you know, I mean, then his only move is teleport. I mean, so. gen one, he was a monster. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, yeah, you had to put your work in. Yeah. Yeah. But like, especially because that was before like the special split, he was mm-hmm. just like a monster and he had so much like defense to protect you and like the elite force. So. And plus you had a, you had a, um, you had an advantage because you had an older brother you could trade with to get Alakazam. Exactly. And you know what? This is actually a question I had. I didn't want to answer before I came on here, but like to me, like, just evolve it right away, right? Is there any reason why you wouldn't evolve it as soon as you can? Is there like a bonus to like leveling it up a bit? Does Alakazam evolving? still get his level up moves? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, in the first generation, most of the Pokemon did not get level up moves after the uh, trade evolved. Oh. So you'd still want to, if, uh, I mean, most of his good moves were uh, TMs back then, but, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you didn't want to use your uh, TMs on uh, Abra, then uh, you'd want like to get like Recover, Psybeam, mm. some of those. So, yeah. Well, and then also, I guess then too, one of the big things is just the Pokemon episode with Sabrina was oh, so like it's the creepy, best one. so so awesome. good. I just rewatched it today just to like really be ready i watched it recently i watched it maybe two months ago yeah but it was it was great i, was I, yeah. I always wet myself <laughs> yeah that one makes me nervous i was like oh my god how are they gonna get out of this pickle yeah also, and that's like, the episode oh. i was just gonna say like that's one of the few episodes where like the gym trainer like that's like they're using their pokemon to like fuck with ash like, mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, Pikachu, out of the way. I'm going to yeah, fuck they, up this little boy. <laughs> the, shrink, the stakes are high. Yeah. They shrink them down. They turn them into dolls. Like, they're going to stay there forever. And then... Uh, Brock always win? wanted to be a sex doll. <laughs> but but how do they win? Haunter pulls out a bomb and blows it up in Sabrina's face and she laughs. And it's yeah. like, oh, here's your badge. You win. She laughs yeah. at death. I, I really like... That's one of the Pokemon episodes where my attention was like, oh, man, how are they going to get out of this? Holy crap. Like, this is such an engaging episode. You know? and, and it's like a whole arc because, like, you yeah. get introduced to Ghastly Gengar, yeah. Haunter. Then it's the ba- like the gym. Then they have to go back to get Haunter. Ash, Ash fucking so. dies. Yeah, Ash is ripped yeah. apart. He gets his, the soul ripped from his still living body so he can play in a carnival. That was a metal episode. <laughs> That's in yeah. the bottom of a haunted house. 
But you know what, too? I did see something that said that, like, some people consider Gengar and Abra to be, like, counterparts almost because they both like um trade evolve they both have similar like stat breakdowns like height is similar as well i mean like i know mm-hmm. you guys have shown that height and weight mean nothing but yeah <laughs> it's so interesting that you say that because i was doing some research and um it, to fast forward a little bit to alakazam they say that machamp is a counterpart to alakazam because they both have um they're both part of like a three stage evolution. They both reached their final stage by trading. They both have 75% is, is male ratio. Yeah, um, well, you know, one gets a gigantamax form. One gets a mega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of like weird things. They have, um they have a base friendship level of 70. Um, they both have a human like egg group. So yeah, it's weird. It's weird how they have like very similar Pokemon. And then Golem is just not talked about. The other trade yeah. evolution from... Uh, well, Golem is just a sad, pathetic well, excuse of an evolution. I'm Haunter. sorry. I love Golem. Don't get me wrong. Those are one of my favorite Pokemon, especially the Arlolan forms, but... He's yeah. got the mustache. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but don't forget Haunter is also a trade. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's it's always interesting, too, because like people have said for a while, like, oh, get rid of the fire, grass, water starters and have like a psychic ghost fighting. That like, would be cool as shit. Triad, you know, <clears throat> I think it would be interesting. But I just think that, again, Nintendo's always thinking like we want kids to be able to look at this and like understand it immediately. And, yeah, like, have like a fire, tangible water, grass thing. Yeah. Is, like, X and Y played with that with uh, their their three, right? Uh, it was a uh, fire psychic, grass fighting, and uh, water. Isn't it water fighting? Is Greninja water fighting? Water dark, I think. Mm, Maybe I that would make sense actually. Yeah, water X dark. and Y. X and Y did like a. a they, they put it on its uh, side a little bit with that. I think that was them uh, leading. Uh, you know paying homage to that uh desire it's like oh it's always gonna be fire grass water but we're gonna we're yeah gonna greninja is water dark okay so yeah yeah i just dark water i just wanted to uh to ma- add an addendum to to something i said before about loving every pokemon i forgot i had this picture but it's like from when i was in like first or second grade and um <laughs> oh yeah it says uh favorite color is uh green i think it says mm-hmm. and then it says favorite color but then i crossed that out and wrote pokemon and it's uh cyndaquil um, and then i have a picture i drew of cyndaquil yeah. oh it's adorable yeah Aww, so, that's so cute yeah, i love i love all pokemon yeah right. what's we, uh, to love yeah oh bless you um <laughs> So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Pokemon uh, 63, 64, and 65. I cannot believe we've made it this far. Oh, we got a ways to go yet. Gotta catch them all. Yes, yes. But I still like, you know, the other day, Dave and I were like, you know, making the episode postable. And he was like, well, what episode are we on? And I'm like, 30. Guys, we've been doing this for 30 weeks. Can you believe that? (laughs) In the beginning, we uh, we we front loaded a lot of them, and now we're just yeah. doing them. <laughs> yeah, but just wait till you get to those like single Pokemon, like Aerodactyl, yeah. and like. 
Yeah, well, because you know what? Like, we had some really heavy hitters, like that Meowth. We had a ton of, of stuff for, um, and we're going to hit the Eevee soon, so oh. this is going to be a lot. Well, yeah. this one. Fill I feel like this brim. one. Yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah. And not only um, that, but we have Steven here, and that's, like, bigger deal than most Pokemon. Yeah, that's All for sure. All Pokemon, actually. I would use a Master Ball on Steven. You use a master ball on me already. Yeah. I was going to say, you can just use a Pokeball. <laughs> you I'll get one. You get one master ball. That's it. You used it already. Unless you're playing uh, gold and silver, you can get an extra uh, master ball from the uh, daily lottery. Oh, okay. Well, that's the game I'm playing then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, I think you can, uh, in, in certain games, the pickup ability from... Um, Zigzagoon and Linoon mm. can pick up a Master Ball as a 1% chance as well. Well, that'll help you with the Abra because yeah. it runs yeah. away. It's so good at running away. I caught yeah. an Abra I, yesterday. I'm Abra's playing... a strong contender for uh, Master Ball material, that's for sure. That's for sure. Especially, I mean, I know there's no Master Balls in Pokemon Go, but Pokemon Go, did you know that it has a 99% flea rate? Oh, you know, they they got to make it real to the games. So they specifically made it frustrating. On I mean, even with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, like if it yeah. sees you, it goes away. Well, mm-hmm. funny uh, game mechanic about Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. If you approach an Abra from the front, like if, if you're facing it and you approach it from the front, it will flee 100% mm. of the time. Yeah, but dummy doesn't even open his eyes. <laughs> See, <laughs> why does it matter? I just think that's so interesting. Those ratios, those flea ratios are so different from game to game. I mean, there is always a high flea ratio, but in Pokemon, let's go Eevee and Pikachu and Pokemon Go is just astronomically high. Uh, I just think it's really interesting because they're really playing on it later on in the games, more of the um, the flea ratio. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool, but very frustrating. I Yeah. I just caught an Abra in Pokemon Brown that I'm oh, playing. Oh, yes. It's a, a mod game the grammar is awful but apparently oh, no. people really like this version it's the rion region south of johto it has over 200 pokemon but it's based off pokemon yellow so you can get electivire and it's all made with sprites and there's like a like a wood type and gas type they yeah. messed with a lot of stuff but this is the first time i've ever done this to catch an abra uh rap mm, yeah because it just you it doesn't let it do anything, right? No. So you're able to really just, you know, I, I'm using uh, my Ekans that I named uh, Recuff. <laughs> uh, Recuff. Yeah, backwards. Yeah. What, what am I? I can't. I can't visualize. It's a. It's it. a, a pick through the fucker. Foot. Yep. <laughs> 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 my buddy, little fucker. It, he does rap, and now I have a uh, demon guy who is <laughs> my Abra, who can only yeah. teleport. Well, well okay. that could only really work in Gen 1 because they changed rap in subsequent generations. They did. So so can we talk a little bit about how occult Abra is? Um, because I did a little Please bit do. of research. Yeah, so I did a little bit of research, right, into these... Obviously, the name of the Pokemon is based off of the magic words, right? Abracadabra, Alakazam, or um, Brazier. Yeah. yeah. But which one is which one is Wingardium Leviosa? Then I mean, all of those magic <laughs> words have because, like, think about it, right? We've got like Open Sesame, 
Hocus Pocus, mm -hmm. like all which of these actually Hocus Pocus. That was those were their original names. Abra and Cadabra. Yeah. yeah, their beta names were Hocus and Pocus. Yeah, and they should have stuck with that. Yeah. Because did I looked up the etymology of Abracadabra because I like etymology. I like knowing where words come from, and this took me down like the most like uh like hereditary like um like drag me to hell type like oh. a googling oh, no. of occult things and i was i was a little scared for a bit are you on okay. a list now <laughs> maybe maybe because i have to describe how this went down right so i look up abracadabra and it's like oh yeah it's really old like you know there are carvings of the word abracadabra in like amulets from like the six uh 600 a.d times oh fuck and they thought that like these words would give them like magical protections right but the word abracadabra may have come from a different word called abraxas and abraxas was also similarly carved into uh, amulets from like the the 100 a.d times and this thing was a uh deity in the gnostic faith um and its god is a chicken headed <laughs> serpent legged chariot riding guy with a whip and a shield who owns 365 heavens wow oh, that's so many heavens <laughs> Right. So like I'm literally Googling Abracadabra and all of a sudden I'm looking up these like ancient gods from like the 200s uh, and stuff. But then guess what? Abraxas, also a Santana album. So <laughs> I saw a lot of that in between wow. all of these pictures. This episode is Cadabra featuring <laughs> Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was just like... Honestly, like if you look at the history of Abra, like a lot of people really do consider it like demonic. And one of the reasons why Pokemon is like of the devil. Um, and it's kind of interesting. Well, all cool stuff is of the devil. If so. the kids are into it and parents don't understand it, it's probably Satan. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Will Smith sung about it in that song. <laughs> <laughs> parents just don't understand the occult. Uh, I also see that um, Abra may also come from the Spanish word for goat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like a goat fox. But I also saw that somebody was like, oh, he might be an opossum because he sleeps so long. And I oh, love that because yeah. I, I, I have an opossum tattoo. I love them. So I was so excited to hear that. Yeah. Abras can sleep 18 hours a day. And if it doesn't rest long enough, it's unable to use its powers. So I guess any any uh, Abra that we catch is because it hasn't slept long enough. Aww. <laughs> it might yeah. be. I actually started reading a um, a book and I put it down recently because I was uh, I need to get it back into stories. But um, Why We Sleep by Doctor Matthew Walker, and he talks about how humans kind of developed our brains because eventually we attained fire and protection and we didn't have to sleep in trees anymore and kind of keep our minds awake throughout the night for like balance so we could sleep like restfully we could turn our entire brains off and have like a very restful eight hours and that apparently is the reason why our our minds are so uh you know 
powerful in, in comparison is because of our, um, you know, powerful sleeping habits. So mm. Abra, of course, is uh, smarter and better and psychically charged. So that might be a reason why he has to sleep for 18 hours. I like Maybe. I like the thought, too, that Abra teleports even in its sleep. Yeah. And that like most Abras will teleport like a certain amount of times while they sleep and wake up like in a random place. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're all confused. Yeah. It's said that they uh, they teleport once every hour to make sure that they're safe. They also um, are, are nocturnal found in urban... transmission. Yeah. They're found in, in urban areas. <laughs> That's yeah, a very we... good joke. Yeah. <laughs> It also confused me because it seems like wherever they go, they're just like messing with like devices, like TV signals and yeah. stuff. So it's like, why are they why are they allowed in cities? I just I just thought that was weird. They're found in urban areas. Like one of the so... things about Cadabra that I saw is that they uh, sleep floating and using yeah. their uh, tail as a pillow. Could you imagine just being in the middle of like? Uh, Times Square, and then there's just like a, a cadabra just like floating there yeah. sleeping. Yeah, and he's probably not there long. He's like, Oh, my bad. This is awkward. Let me go or, like teleport somewhere else. <laughs> or like you wake up at night because you had Chipotle, and <sighs> you, sometimes you get that thing up and you just got to go take a shit. So it's like kind of that, like, you know, you when you don't turn the lights on when you go to the bathroom, you have shit at yeah. night and you're shitting, and then all of a sudden you hear like poof. <laughs> and there's just a sleeping Abra in your sink because it, but it, like you're shitting and you don't want to wake it up because uh, you're shitting and it'll see your little dick. <laughs> you know that? That's Kadabra. from Pokemon. I read that in the Pokedex. <laughs> you know what though? Kadabra kind of has a little little dick. Though. No, Kadabra has a. It giant does. I noticed dick. that. No, it doesn't. It has that tiny little like like. I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah, it's got a little nub, and I was like, I was looking at it because I was looking at a video of Kadabra, and I'm like, is that supposed to be a penis or like its tail attachment? A I don't know. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little like its taint. That's what it is. I'll call it that. Well, no other Pokemon have dicks, so does that make? Cadabra's dick, the biggest dick. You don't know that. Well, that we, you can't like see them. <laughs> Professor Oak can't send ten year olds to document that, but somebody <laughs> must be. Oh yeah, his dick. It's like a. It's more like a little clitoris. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it does have a twenty five percent chance of being female. If Pokemon are anything like uh, real animals, then the Pokemon with the largest dick would probably be um, Bibarnacle or whatever his name is. Yeah, because what about what about whale lord? Barnacles have the largest penis relative their size. <laughs> so a human sized, um, it would be the equivalent of me having like a twenty two foot penis. So um, oh wow, man, almost there. You're only at twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would say that um, if if it matches up, then the barnacle or whatever his name is, right? What, what's his name? I don't know. I think it's <laughs> Barnacle. Yeah. It's later. Yeah. We'll get Much to it. Much later. We'll figure that out later. He would have yeah. the he would have the largest penis. In season eight. But that's just my Pokedex. Well, ratio wise, he'd have the largest penis, but I think Whale Lord has the largest Pokemon penis out there. Well, how how long is a whale penis? Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. Stop being such a dork. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> 
that's that means whale penis. Um, so a whale penis is only eight feet long. So a twenty only, only eight feet long. So wow. a twenty foot dick would be bigger. I could use that dick as a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a way to go. Um, do you, should we talk about uh, Ed, Edgar Case? Yeah, I have so much on him, and I ha- oh, I'm excited. Uh, I like how you say that you have so much on him. Like you're oh, like, listen, Edgar, you step baby. out listen, of line, and I'll ruin it. I am going to start a thread that goes through all of Abracadabra and Alakazam through all of these magicians. So should this we wait wild. until the end? No, no, no. It has to be told in an order. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, the only other mind? thing, let me just throw some more Abrafax in, and then we'll we'll go, we'll start uh, our descent. Um, the only other thing that I thought was kind of interesting is without Abra, there could be no Mister Mime. What to tell? In the original Pokemon Red and Blue, the only way to acquire oh, right, the right, only right. Mister Mime in the entire game, Marcel, Marcel. Yeah. is to trade an Abra. Okay, yes. Uh, which even begs the question, is Mr. Mime even a Gen 1 uh, regional Kanto Pokemon? If there's only one and it's only traded from somebody from far away. That's really interesting because also Mr. Mime is, Marcel is based off of an actual very prominent Mime guy. So the fact that like, you have these magicians, well, and then also Marcel is a obviously a mime French. Yeah. Um, f- the French region was X and Y, so maybe he's X and Y. What if he's like, th- like they know that Abra's based on this guy? They kind of gave him a name when they discovered it. But what if like this is that guy? Like Mister Mime is just that guy. <laughs> He's just, it's just him. They just put him in a little ball and he's like, oh, excuse me. But he can't talk actually because he's, he's a mime. He can't talk. So he can't tell anybody that he's not a Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. And then they uh, just like, they it like, makes, it makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Especially in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. It sure does. I only have that um, Abra is tied with Solosis for the highest special attack of all unevolved Pokemon. And that Abra has the lowest base attack, as well as the lowest base defense, along with Smoochum of all psychic type Pokemon. Yeah, these stats are freaking wild. And he was a powerhouse, if you'll remember playing the Little Cup in Pokemon Stadium. You saw somebody throw out an Abra or a Ghastly or yep. a Dratini, or God forbid a Dragonair, which was uh, one of the uh, strongest Pokemon in the Little Cup. And, uh, I mean, you're just scared. <laughs> yeah, you're scared, but also, how cute is it to call it the Little Cup? Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. That was a um, They should bring that back. It, it was a yeah. lot of fun. It was fun. Playing with uh, Pokemon that uh, weren't fully evolved was kind of refreshing. And they, they actually had music to accompany it that wasn't so, like, dire. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun, and then uh, a lot of the battles were done in like a nice little outdoorsy stadium instead of like in like uh, like torture chambers or a you top had rental of Pokemon. Yeah. So they they only let you use the little guys. It was just yeah. like a mini battle cup with the little guys. Well, and the rental Pokemon also to um, balance out the fact that uh, they were weaker stat wise got the good moves. So. 
Mm. Oh, and uh, my uh, Ultra Moon fact for Abra oh, no. is... The uh, most brutal Pokedex there is. <laughs> you must be clear of mind to catch one, or else it will teleport away. So, Aww. in order to catch an Abra, you must reach Nirvana first. <laughs> <laughs> what so album? smoke a lot of weed and eat an edible on top of that. Clear it all. And maybe out. have some shrooms and you'll be good. Is that how you reach Nirvana? Yeah. I've totally. been doing it all wrong. <laughs> or you could yeah. just buy one of their shirts at Hot Topic. There you <laughs> go. Uh, anyway, I want to learn about this crazy rabbit hole. So let's go to our true TV version where it's... <laughs> <laughs> Where they're just like Abra, Gadabra, Alakazam, Pokemon, or the beginning of the end. Dun dun! Steven, Pokemon right. Adventures. <clears throat> yes, so Abra's Japanese name is Casey, is which I thought was kind of weird, but it's after this guy, Edgar Case, um, a clairvoyant from the 1920s. And what he would do is he would go to sleep and predict things while in his sleep. Like, he would just go to sleep and be like, ah, you need to do this. Or, like, I don't know. He would just, all of his predictions happened while he was asleep. That was his claim to fame. Um, as a child, he was alleged to have seen his deceased grandfather, which is always a great start. Um, he went to church when he was 10, and by the time he was 12, <gasps> he had read the Bible 12 times. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm burning. Wait, wait, wait. Like the, the easy to read one, right? Like King James? No. <laughs> he loved the last uh, book of the Bible. Um, no, but so one day while reading the Bible in his hut in the woods, he saw a woman with wings who told him that his uh, prayers were answered. And so he decided that he wanted to be like a missionary. And so he used his like predictions to try to like help people. A lot of his predictions apparently were just like health related. And he basically <laughs> ended up becoming the first holistic doctor oh. because wow. he told people drink water, eat like locally grown vegetables, like exercise daily. Like he gave people like pretty good advice. Light um, my vagina scented <clears throat> candle. Exactly. <laughs> That's um, insane, though. Like, but, Satan shows up and it's just like, tell everyone to stay hydrated. <laughs> so, so, but wait, wait, because so he correctly predicted the market crash of 1929. He predicted World War II. Oh, he wow. predicted the finding of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And he also predicted future telecom mergers. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah. He woke up and so, he was like, Bill Atlantic! <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? But apparently he had something like 14,000 predictions in his life. So, like, obviously he had to get some stuff right. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that he wrongfully predicted were that New York City and California would be completely destroyed. Like, they would just fall off the map. Well, it depends um, on who you ask. Yeah. Sure. And then he thought the Great Lakes would empty into the Gulf of Mexico. What? He also believed that there were five human races, white, black, red, brown, and yellow, who were created separately, but simultaneously on different parts of the earth. And he believed that the red people were the owners of Atlantis. And they were going to use a giant crystal to shoot a death ray at people from Atlantis. So the plot so, of Pokemon X and Y. <laughs> come to life. Yeah. Um, 
so this guy was just like insane, like very, very interesting guy. But one of the things that I want to leave this guy with is that one of his one of his uh, opposers, uh, one of his big opposers is uh, named James Randy. And that name is going to become uh, very important in Cadabra. James so that's, Randy. James Randy. Yeah. Remember the name because he is a boss. And I will tell you why later. <laughs> I'm so excited. Mysterious. <laughs> yeah. That was so, pretty that was pretty high octane. I really like that. I was so excited reading all this stuff. I was like, this is awesome. Um, I will say, yeah, this is like this is the most in-depth research I've had to do. Cause this this family is just so interesting. This Pokemon family is just has so much folklore and just Yeah, there's a lot of interesting layers facts. Here. Even in the game itself, even like just like the Pokedex entries are insane, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, this is like, um, this is really showing the Pokedex entries being a little bit too crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So are we evolving now? Are we level 16? We are level 16, baby. Let's take it away. So uh, Abra evolves into our, our, our good pal Kadabra. Uh, also known in uh, Japan as Young Young Gerer. Yes. You want to know why? He, well, at, at least the we'll, hypothesis. We'll get to episode of why. two. We'll get to episode two. Yeah. Of uh, Dark Adventures of Steven. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's. Where Do you want to go from. there now? No, no, no. Okay, let's, we'll let's, finish up and then we'll yeah. he, build the season two. He grows um, uh, foot and four inches. Uh, he puts on uh, eighty or so pounds. Um, they're all three of them are the Psy Pokemon, by the way. Um, number 64, which is always, uh, very, uh, beautiful to me because of the Nintendo 64, of course. Because it's eight squared. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Such a good number. That's such a good number. Um, the first, uh, the first fact I have for Kadabra is that the females have shorter mustaches. Yes, like I have that too. Real life. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> um, it gains a mustache and a big ass tail. Its tail's like, like seventy five percent of its body is now tail. Yeah, massive tail. I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like I don't know how many people remember Inuyasha or anything, but mm-hmm. like the brother had like the big Sashomaru? Seshi? Tail. Seshi was know. my bishi. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> that was definitely a thing we said back in the day. Uh, I don't know, it just like, but I think, wasn't he based off of a kitsune and that's kind of like also what Abra has a little bit of? A little bit of know? fox in there. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of fox, a little bit of goat, which, which are both animals that are tied to magic. Mm. I'm a little bit fox. <laughs> I'm a little bit goat. Uh, it becomes actually. Little... I think a lot of the uh, weight uh, is probably the in the head because yes. um, turns out that uh, the the brain is really heavy in anything, really, and as you get. Uh, smarter and uh more developed as a as a species you just have a denser thicker brain with a big old head big and erect brain one of the things Pulsing. that these pokedex entries say specifically probably more about alkazam is that they need to use their psychic powers to keep their head from like <laughs> dragging on the ground 
Yeah, I I thought about especially later on with Alakazam, I thought about Professor X from the X-Men, how he's always like in a wheelchair, but like then other times he'll just like use his insane psychic powers to walk around and people are like you're such a dick. I'm like <laughs> why do you do that? I'm like if you could just do it, just do it. Stop making us like push you around and shit. That's that's insane. He's like you just decide, you can decide when you're paralyzed or not. It's like very fucked up. Like there's people who can't do that. Professor X, you dick. Um he gets a spoon, though. He does get yeah. one spoon. And mm-hmm. you know what? It has to be silver. Can't mm-hmm. be gold. No. It, mm-hmm. it's That's why Steven specific. chose the best Pokemon game. Yeah. Because yeah. he's twice as powerful. And I was yes. born with a silver spoon in my hand. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. If, and it says if, if he uses a gold spoon, it doesn't work as an amplifier for his psychic powers. So it has to be a silver spoon. He's but only feel at like, half mast without his silver spoon. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're going to play dice, but we got to use my dice. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine like if he got one of those like novelty spoons, like one that you'd see hanging on the front of like a restaurant. <laughs> No, no, the, the, the Star Wars glow-in-the-dark spoons from the cereal boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just gets, he gets like a silver serving spoon and he rules all the other cadavers. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I love that they just start talking about, I don't know if this is true or not, but they start using like psychic energy as like alpha waves. And I'm like, yeah, is that real? So, is that science? Yeah, I, so I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up today too. Um, Peter, you want to go for it? Uh, one of the things they talk about is that um, the alpha waves are doubled when they're closing their eyes. Now, um, Stephen probably went deeper, but the only parallel I made was that, in fact, when you close your eyes, your brain, measurable electronic pulses in your brain do go up, and those are known as alpha waves. And... Um, the alpha waves are more present when you're like not actively like focusing on something. Um, so if you close your eyes and meditate, you have like a lot of alpha waves and apparently you can determine if somebody's about to like make a mistake too, if like their alpha waves are uh, up because it means that they're not like actively focusing on the thing that they're doing. So apparently when you're like driving and you're just like on autopilot, you, you that is like a, a, a state of deep alpha waves, but I don't know exactly. I, I can't go any deeper than that right now. Yeah, no, I mean, that's basically it. Um, I mean, like obviously our brain is shooting off electrical signals all the time. So some of those signals Um, can be like recorded and like if you're doing like a very like if you're focused on something and working on something you get these really like high frequency waves and those are like the ones above the alpha waves but if you are just literally like eyes closed not thinking about anything like meditating that is amplifying your alpha waves Hmm. but the problem is for some people when they go into REM sleep they have too many alpha waves and it interrupts their ability to fall into like that full deep sleep because it's basically your eyes are just closed but your your brain is still kind of awake that sounds like me 
every freaking night. <laughs> I mean, well, you need you need uh, higher sleep and lower sleep, and apparently both of them are uh, useful. But you yeah, do and really it, do need that deep sleep as well. It it is normal to have alpha waves while you're sleeping. Like it, your brain is always going through like a bunch of different ones. It's just sometimes some are higher and some are lower. But um, but yeah, so they say like you need a lot of like uh, willpower to have a cadabra, and it's kind of because like I guess if you have one, then his alpha waves could make you not sleep well. Like yeah, they even say that when a cadabra has a headache, the alpha waves become very unusual and unbearable for humans, which yeah. is a pretty interesting fact. It's like oh wow. One of the I- experiments that they did uh, is uh, in like sleeping people is to actually. Uh, put impulses into the brain and apparently your brain impulses do follow like a set pattern and if you can like match that like pattern um with like sound or electrical impulses you can uh trigger like a more restful sleep mm-hmm. but if you're off sync then you have a uh, a very bad time and you can like m- mess up your a uh, restful brain so that might be what a cadaver is doing is just uh not being in sync with your natural brain waves i guess um if you the brain can do some interesting things uh there is a great podcast um called age of enfrightenment which <laughs> some of our friends do dear Nick, sweet ed ed and um dave and they, the first episode, actually, they do three different stories. One of them is about the God helmet or called the Corin helmet, which is literally just a, um, I think it's a snowmobile helmet, but it was modified by this scientist to stimulate the temporal lobes of the brain and kind of redirect the different flow of, I guess, like the alpha waves um, with very weak magnetic fields. Um, and people have had crazy experiences with it. Some people, um, claim to have heard the voices of God. Other people claim that they can hear the other thoughts and there are two people living inside of their head. And other people say that they see ghosts and demons rising out of the floor and stuff because it just messes with your brain so much. And they, I think they're still testing on it, and it's something that's been going on for a while. And I just Some looked of the it up. Weirder things about the brain that I learned like a, a long time ago that I haven't looked up recently is how the two lobes of your brain talk to each other, and if you cut that connection, they still think independently and can disagree with each other. Oh wow! So damn, it's exactly like that. It's that whole. it's like literally the two parts of your brain can like each have a voice and it sounds like two people are in your head wow and that's what they call it the god helmet but uh also the men who look at goats that movie with george clooney is based on a true story also the nazis those bad guys uh were training psychic wizards to fight there (laughs) there was a sect of uh the nazis and even still in the military i looked up um psyops yeah they were desperately trying to make psychic soldiers a thing currently in the u.s on the army website what i just found is that they are using sleeping soldiers brain waves their alpha waves to train robots how to shoot 
Oh my god. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. It's doable. I mean, if it's if you just want something to like repeat like a motion or a movement, you can like record the electrical waves and just kind of play them back more or less. I mean, it's like really hard. Yeah. Like don't give me but like it's possible. It's like a that murder is frightening. It's like a I murder yakback. had a doggy or like a talk <sighs> boy. Um yeah, so I actually did want to bring up too um like one of the things that they used to test people for like psychic abilities was this thing called a Zenner card. Did yeah, you guys? Yes. I, yes. I mean, I, I only have a very small thing that Kadabra's forehead markings and their abdomen markings are based off of Zenner cards, but please, please do go into more depth about what those are. Yeah. So basically it was just five cards with symbols and colors basically. And yeah, Kadabra has the two symbols, which are like the wavy lines, the star, there's like mm-hmm. an open circle and some other ones. And honestly, actually, if you look at, um, if you rewatch the Pokemon episode, they actually are using them in the episode. There's like a room of like students who are learning in Sabrina's gym and they are using the Zenner cards. And basically all you would do is like, if I was testing Dave for like his ESP abilities, I would take, put five cards down. I would pick up a card. I would, you know, record what it is. And then I'd ask Dave, which of the five symbols do you think this is? Uh, Squiggly. Squiggly line. We just no. It was actually a, a giant penis. Oh, that was <laughs> we just watched guess. a uh, episode of Taskmaster that I had. Yeah, very very similar idea. But so so um, they would basically say like, oh, if you were able to get like you know twenty four out of twenty five, then you must be a psychic or whatever. But anyway, they looked at the statistical breakdown of like this test. And it basically just falls under a normal distribution, which is basically just like more or less like a, a regular amount of like most people kind of fall in the middle with like a little bit more getting a lot and a little bit getting none. Yeah, there's probably um, some cold reading in there. Or... Yeah, but there's just like there's no way to use those cards to actually test for ESP abilities, but they used to. It's crazy. That's awesome. Um, well, that's kind of occult and strange, which reminds me of the next episode of Stevens Stories of the Dark. Yeah. yeah. Scare me. <clears throat> no. Okay. So, so Peter brought up the Japanese name, Yungur, mm-hmm. Um And that is basically this guy's name. He was a, a you know, a, well, he didn't consider himself a magician. He considered himself, like, you know, psychically able yeah. or whatever. He was like, um, he, he thought he was the, the bee's yeah. knees. But his name is Yuri Geller, and so they just changed Yuri to Yurun. And, and like, Gurr. Gurr yeah. is, like, basically the same. Yeah. So so this they guy... Made, they made him pee. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, his, like, claim to fame is spoon bending. Yes. So... Obviously, Kadabra, spoon bending, it's like, you know, very similar, right? And so he sued Nintendo for using his likeness. But, like, I looked at pictures of this guy and, like, you don't look like a Kadabra. He doesn't look like him at all, but I think he was just suing him for the likeness of his spoon bending. And, like, hey, yo, you you made a Pokemon that has a spoon and is, like, a a psychic. That's me. So, therefore... I'm suing you. Well, you, you know Which, what the, Go ahead. 
Sorry, I'm just so excited. Um, yeah, me too. Like, you know what the inciting incident was? Was that he went to Japan and did a show, and people came with cadaver cards and asked for his signature, and he got yes. pissed. So, uh, which is so funny, because I'll give you a clue. I'm not going to tell you, you know, a lot about it, but Cadabra stopped appearing in Pokemon cards in the year 2003 because of this guy. The Pokemon card uh, guessing for this episode is going to be wild. It's going to be insane. And yeah. I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with as your hypotheses for how many cards each of these guys show up on. But I'll give you a big hint. Kadabra stopped appearing on cards in 2003. Well, that's the one thing that I wanted to research, but I couldn't. Because... <laughs> that's my thing. No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Another thing that I thought was funny about this Yuri Geller guy, like instantly I don't like him because he's suing Pokemon, which is yeah. crazy because Pokemon sues everybody. So it's like, you know, they just yeah. get it right back. But at the same time, I think it's funny that his story of where he found it changes depending on who he tells throughout the years. Yeah. My favorite one I read was he was doing Christmas shopping in 1999 while in Japan and he saw toys of Kadabra and noticed that it looked a lot like him, and that's why he looked into it. Which like, is such bullshit. Yeah. It's not that it looked like him, it's because of the spoon thing. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It's not even just the TCG. Snubble looks it, a lot like me, but you don't see me. That's so. Right? Like, come on, you know? Like, shit, I look like Gardevoir. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, but it, it's not just the TCG it affected. Like, Kadabra doesn't appear in Sword and Shield, likely because of this. It also does not appear in... Um, any anime appearances since 2006. So yeah. they have to make I mean, an Abra card that just evolves directly into, into Alakazam. Alakazam. Exactly. Exactly. So bullshit. But which is <laughs> silly because why is Alakazam okay, but Kadabra is not? They basically look the same. Because that guy was too yeah. weak to hold two spoons. So wait, so I was going to say, so Yuri can only handle one spoon, right? Okay. And the other thing, too, for me was, like, there's also the Twisted Spoon item in the game. And did he sue the Matrix? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, okay. So, like, I think we can all agree we all hate Yuri Geller. Yeah, right? he's a tool. Well, okay. the thing about it is that if I were him, I'd see enough of a reason to sue Nintendo. I mean, but if you want to make a quick buck, fine. He's a good businessman. I'll give him that. I fucking hate the idea of people making money off of uh, fooling people into thinking they have psychic abilities. But it's yeah. also an there homage. It's an homage. I would be honored that, like, we would never know who the fuck this guy is ever. Like, we're right. talking about him <laughs> on a podcast. He's probably at home heating up, like, his last can of Campbell's soup alone. <laughs> Yeah. And watching the basic cable that he gets. And he can't even, he has to drink the soup out of the bowl because they, the repo man took all of his spoons because he could try to use them to make money by bending all that shit. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Go he on. Makes it, he makes it easier to evolve my Abra into an Alkazam. He just I wishes somebody it. would trade him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, but so like he, he recently reversed his, his decision and now they can like use Kadabra again or whatever. But. Ooh. Yuri Geller's most prominent critic is James Randy, the <gasps> guy I told you to remember. And again, like, I love, let me. I love this guy. 
So let me get into James Randi because He's the best. Uh, you've probably seen a video of his before. He act, there's this famous video where he um, there's like this psychic who says, oh, I can like have this pencil that's balancing on the edge of a table move with just my mind or like I can flip a page in a phone book with just my mind. And so they have the guy do this on stage. And then James Randi comes and puts some like you know, uh, packing peanuts around it. And he shows that it's just the guy like blowing air and that's what's causing it all. And this guy had a award. Like if you could prove that you had psychic abilities, he would give you, originally it was like $10,000, but eventually it became a million dollars. And he's never been able to find anybody who could like take the prize from him. Until now. So, no, 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 not no. So, so Randy James Randi hates Yuri Geller because he is just like, you are not a real magician. You're not psychically abled. Like, I'm going to come for you. Um, so Geller sued Randi for $15 million on a charge of slander because of Randi told uh, some newspaper that Geller used a trick that even reputable scientists um, can be fooled by, but um, can be put on the back of a cereal box. He was like, it's so easy. You could just put it on the back of a cereal box and people could do it. So that was what Geller was suing Randy over, was saying like, that's slander. Like it takes talent to do this. So Geller just sues anybody, right? So, so but this tool. is this is where it gets good, right? So the court completely dismisses the claim, <laughs> the case. And oh. Geller had to settle at a cost of $120,000 after which James Randi makes a cereal box with the directions on how Amazing. to bake this food. Oh, Hell man. yes. Love this Randy dude. Fuck then, Geller. This is great. Then Yuri Geller, um, his lawyer was disbarred after through. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, and shit. he failed to meet the deadline to pay his settlement and had to pay more money. Yes. Fuck Geller. You fucking tool. Give me back my fucking cadaver representation at Pokemon. God damn it. Yeah. So James Randy, he is just, he's our guy. He's Hell yeah. Fighting back. King love skeptic. This man. Love that shit. That's great. I love that. Wow. Um, and that's, that's all I got for Kadabra. I've got a lot for Alakazam, though, too. Yeah, Alakazam's got a little laundry list of shit, too. I, I actually learned, uh, if we're going into the last things about Kadabra, I learned one thing about Pokemon that I did not learn, uh, did not know before. Um, the trading Pokemon uh, used to be plagued with people putting up on uh, the internet because you could like eventually Wi-Fi trading became a thing. Um, uh, trade Pokemon holding an Everstone just to like ruin your day, <laughs> but apparently after Gen Four they made it so that an Everstone doesn't prevent trade Pokemon from evolving. Mm. So don't be afraid anymore. You're you're I'm you're safe. Afraid. I am not afraid. Um. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had another thing about that too, but I was thinking back to the past episode where you can trade specific Pokemon and evolve it without the Firestone. Um, mm. But I was confusing it with this. In Red Blue, Alakazam, if you if an Alakazam is sent out by an opponent while the player's Pokemon has low health, 
for some reason, it'll do the cry of Ghastly. <laughs> yeah. Which is another Aww. connection it is. for me, yeah. personally, that I love. It's its way. It's halfway to becoming a ghost. Red Bar is uh, its own thing in uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. It's just a, uh, a smorgasbord of, like, that... that um, Critical HP sound in that game makes the game do like weird things, and it's used very, very predominantly in speedruns. So, hmm. uh, it it makes uh, a lot of um, uh, cries and noises and text go by faster. So, oh, wow. you actually do want to have your Pokemon uh, nearly dying as long as possible in that game. Hmm. hmm. I mean, makes you a bad parent, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is something I thought was kind of interesting about Alakazam. So, of course, we're going to Alakazam now. Oh, unless you have more Kadabra. No, I, I'm just saying. Let's let's put some fanfare into it. We've have, we have traded we our have Kadabra. We have traded our Kadabra. We have gotten rid of Yuri Geller. We have immediately requested him back, as is uh, the way. Yes, I think Nintendo. Yuri Geller is out of the picture. He can go fuck himself. I think Nintendo and... originally wanted people to like trade and like have it be a permanent trade, but I always like was like, oh, like, let me trade my Kadabra to you, but like immediately give him back to me. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, so do you know that there is the term abracadabra alakazam, but in Germany, it's not the same. It is abracadabra sim salabim. So in Germany, his name is sim sala. And this is something that can go back to our April fool's episode. I did not know this. Apparently, all the kids in Germany on the playground were like, there's got to be a fourth evolution named Bim. That's him. <laughs> Steven's got Bim up. Bim. Because it makes sense. That would be like them having like, like Hocus Pocus and Alaka. And they're like, oh, there's got to be Zam. There's got to be Zam. I, I, was, I was actually thinking or trying to think of like other ways that this would work. And the one that I thought of was uh, I scream, you scream, we scream. And then also um, my neck, my back, <laughs> and my crack. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently, um, I've I've heard the Simsala Bim thing before. It's apparently um, was used in like Johnny Quest. Um, I actually looked up an Indonesian uh, dub of SpongeBob where they used it. Um, Do you have that available? <laughs> I, I I can send it to you, but it's it's I can tell you the scene if you really want it. It's the one where the the door is frozen and they're trying to get out of Sandy's thing from the winter, and he like, you know, tries to like open Sesame the door, okay. but he says Sim Salabim. Oh. <laughs> That's actually where I heard Open Sesame the first uh, time was uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah, they they had a lot of. I actually saw they had an episode where Bugs Bunny was turning this vampire back and forth by using the phrases abracadabra and hocus pocus. So I also think Johnny on Johnny Quest, mm-hmm. Haji, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the one who yeah would say it. Haji, yeah. Sim Sim Salabim. 
I'm sorry, I was yeah. looking up the SpongeBob thing. Uh, I literally think just Googled cartoon Simsalabim and it was like there. Um, so Alakazam, uh, if he loves you, he'll give you his spoon. This is the yeah. best spoon fact you. about Pokemon ever. This yeah. is the greatest fact. This is like... I would raise they, an Alakazam just for this. This is like the official like weird thing that a kid would make up just being like, you know, if you go up into the clouds, if you reach out with a spoon when you were defying and you eat the cloud, it would taste like cotton candy. <laughs> 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 but this is like the scholars oh. of Pokemon were like, hey, by the way. Well, I think it's because Alakazam is so um, psychologically just, I mean, intelligent. I mean, he has a 5,000 IQ, which is just, I mean, unfathomable. But Steven you know? hasn't even finished the fact. Finish yeah. the fact. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, because I actually, Sarah, I do want to get back to your point as well, because yeah, that's those also the, a good one. These are like but, the two most important things you'll hear on Daycare Dittos. Or in, <laughs> in your life. Yeah. So if Alakazam gives you his spoon, anything that you eat with the spoon is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he makes the spoon, first of all. That's yeah. what I was going to say, too. Yeah, he's so smart with his 5,000 IQ that he can create spoons. A special yeah. spoon you, that makes everything taste delicious. I need an alakazam because I just shit. need to eat. Yeah, I just need to eat like like everything healthy and have it taste good, um, so I can be a healthy human being instead of eating bagel bites at 10 p.m. and being like, yeah, I feel great. Yeah, but imagine that. how good bagel bites are gonna taste. That's exactly what I was Dude. gonna say. Bagel no. bites at 10 p.m. is a 5,000 IQ move. I know, I know. <laughs> but what if kale would tasted that good okay, at 10 so, p.m.? So, but here's the thing, right? So, like, I'm I'm a, a math guy. I was a math teacher. And, like, I really, I was like, let me look up this IQ thing. Because, like, people throw it around all the time. Yeah. Like, so, so the way that you get your IQ is they give you a test. And this test throughout the years has been, you know kind of fishy on like how it's made or you know a lot of like really negative terms for people come from these iq tests if you scored too low they would like i think one of the terms they used was feeble-minded or like mentally um defunct or something oh my so, goodness like, yeah right so like these iq tests are brutal but how they get your iq is by dividing your um, mental age score, like your score on the test, by your actual age, and then multiplying it by a hundred. So basically, if I'm thirty years old, I need to score a brain age of like fifteen thousand. <laughs> like I need to have the brain of a fifteen thousand year old human in order to get a five thousand IQ. So it's just not even really possible. The, the high IQ societies like Mensa and whatever, there's apparently this even bigger one called just called the Mega Society. And these are like the 99.99999 percentile of people. Like this, you have to be very smart to be in this. Their IQ is perceived to be 171. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the smartest people who have ever lived are in their like 170s. Um the uh, and and they're doing things that my brain could not even begin to fathom like the difference between them and i is just ridiculous so a jump to 5000 would not it, it wouldn't look like a a a person it would probably like they perceive like 
just ridiculous things. Um, you know, they wouldn't just be able to say their, their their name. You know, they'd be able to do much more than that. Yeah. Well, that's uh, why those people. What is what's their group called? The ultra smart ones. Oh, the um, the mega society. Yeah, they're mega evolved. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they're mega evolved. There you go. And that's why all the weightlifters are in the Gigantamax society. <laughs> Their, their brains would probably be, like, hundreds of pounds. Their hearts would probably have to, like, pump blood at, like, a ridiculous amount. They'd have to, like, eat, like, 50,000 calories a day. Like, They'd be so annoying so, to fucking talk to. So this is this is the other thing, too, because there's also mention of supercomputers a lot. Yeah. I was kind of interested in that because I was like, because okay, Alakazam like, has the intellect of a five thousand IQ supercomputer. Yeah, so I was interested because I was like, all right, supercomputers were probably invented in like the sixties, and those were probably like equivalent to my TI eighty three calculator now. So like, <laughs> what is the definition of like a supercomputer? And like, it kind of seems like a lot of the times they're just like, it's like a hundred computers all together. Like that's kind of roughly a a definition of one but here was the interesting thing i found out the speed in which you measure a supercomputer is flops Mm -hmm. oh so there are like gigaflops teraflops and and then the cost is measured in flops per watt oh my goodness (laughs) and um apparently a supercomputer can cost up to 3.5 million dollars just to cool so um, I have to imagine that Alakazam's head is just like burning <laughs> at all times, like a furnace. Uh, yeah, probably. My fursona is going to be a bunny and it's flops per lot. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see uh, say uh, if if you uh, knew a girl named Tara and she did a belly flop in the pool, you can call her Tara flops. Tara flop. <laughs> so good. Um, I have one last little tidbit about Alakazam, and it's it's just that um, in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, he's the head of Team Act, <laughs> which is Alakazam, Charizard, and uh, Tyranitar, which is like a dope team. Yeah. That's a cool. That's like the coolest kids. Like I would love to eat lunch with them. They're yeah. literally like in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. They are the gods of that world. Like Team Act um, is is they they do everything. They're like the Burger King Kids Club of Pokemon. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> um, there's something that I would like to talk about before. Oh, actually, I'll say it at the end of Velvet because I realized we did not talk about Foodin. Foodin, oh, yeah. yeah. On this episode of Food in My Mouth, Steven, a step into darkness. Tell us about Foodin. Yeah, so I, I have less here because Foodin is based off of Harry Houdini. Houdin. Um, and there was there was another guy, too, that I didn't look up quite as much. But the reason I didn't look up them as much is because um, Harry Houdini was a great guy. And you know what? He also loved debunking, like, fake psych, uh, like, you know, yeah. um, psychics and stuff like that. Also, um, and in the same way, real quick, uh, just like Harry Houdini, you can uh, kill Alakazam with a just the right kind of special attack. Chest. <laughs> yeah. uh, not a, a regular attack yeah. to the gut. Paper yeah. thin defense is this guy does. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, 
apparently Harry Houdini is like in the ranks of the amazing Randy and even like Penn and Teller as just like really first and foremost actually amazing magicians because Randy um, was a magician like he, he he was a really great magician but he they just hate people who use these tricks to convince people of something bigger. Yeah, well, that's like they're, they're, one they're preying on people's uh, weaknesses. Like in in your time of need, um, you could uh, turn to uh, actual help, or you can believe that there is uh, somebody who uh, is basically taking advantage of you yeah. and just you know stealing your money and providing you nothing. Yeah, and that's why this world needs Penn and Teller and Amazing Randys. Yeah. Is he is yeah. he amazing Randy? He is the amazing Randy. I just love that. It's making me amazingly Randy just hearing about all the good he does <laughs> for the world. I love Penn and Teller too. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the show Fool Us. Oh. It is yeah, excellent. They have, they have a show Bullshit that's also really good. Um, it's kind of old now at this point, but it's interesting to look at. They actually had an episode you can't really find anymore about Mother Teresa. Oh, wow. Because Ooh. she wasn't as great as... She- people think but that's another podcast (laughs) yeah um yeah so now let's get fucking mega uh i don't have that much about mega alakazam uh you of course uh attach an alakazam right on him and uh, hit the Mega Evolve button in the games where you can Mega Evolve, and you get uh, a cool-looking dude. Yeah, he has five spoons. Get it right. Yeah, five spoons all floating. Uh, yeah. His his legs are uh, uh, holding hands. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was a little creepy looking. I was like, oh, man, it looks like he's got hands as feet, but okay. He's got we'll a, with it. a beard with his mustache. They're white. Uh-huh. He's mm-hmm. got an organ on his head. Yeah, yeah why? I, I don't gem. know why they called it that. It's a gem. They called yeah. it an yeah. organ. The Pokedex entry specifically says that um, they use the organ on their head to like channel psychic abilities. Um, and he can see your entire life from birth to death at a glance. Mm-hmm. He also has the highest special attack of all non-legendary Pokemon, which I thought was interesting. But wait, I'm so sorry. We forgot to mention the point that Kadabra has got a fat tail, right? <laughs> yeah, Alakazam we mentioned it. has no tail. Oh, yeah, we oh, never yeah. mentioned that. We were looking at that today. We are like, where the fuck did it go? Does it he, fall off? So, so Abra has a nice, cute little tail. He's got a big little rat tail. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's got cute. It's thick. It's a little thick. You know, it's got it's, it's a it's a beefy boy. It's full of poop. <laughs> then you get to Kadabra, who's got this luscious fox tail, right? Yeah, they call it what uh, the fuck puffy. What the fuck happened to Alakazam? He just lost his tail. Uh, you gotta trade it in for your spoons. I guess. Or maybe Polywag turns it into spoons. His tail. We didn't yell at him. But that's but that's no. But but in in okay. But Polywag, it's 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 an evolution of tadpole to frog. They do lose their tail in nature. I mean, I don't know. Like Alakazam and Humans Abra, lost like they're, their tail. True. But they're based on goats and, and 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 fox. They both have very nice tails. Yeah, but this guy becomes a wizard. <laughs> I suppose, but man, like, why make a luscious tail and then just get rid of You're it? You're a wizard, Harry. 
Uh, I don't know. Well, he probably doesn't have to sleep on it anymore because he's (laughs) all-seeing, all-knowing. But it was so funny. I didn't even notice it until uh, Dave and I were doing our research and someone on on YouTube pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no tail on Alakazam. Yeah. Well, Well, Alakazam kind of gains, like, these little cool armor pieces. So, like... They... They do kind of mention, though, I mean, this is no justification for this, but I'm just saying they do mention how, like, consistently throughout the evolutions, like, he is losing body weight. Yes, like, that's he true. Is and muscle mass. shriveling up yeah. just for his brain to be so big. Right. Kadabra so maybe... loses 20 pounds, gains, uh, what, like, seven inches of height? Uh, eight inches? Yeah, and I mean, I know that the Mega Alakazam is based off of, like, a really old, like, guru-type, you know... Um, like, wizard or wizardry yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I found out that every single Mega gains a 100 base stat, except for Mega Alakazam, who yep. I guess was good enough, and they just tossed 90 base stats at him. Yeah, but that was only for Generation 6. They fixed that in Generation 7. Yeah. In OP again. Yeah. Um... um I- I did notice also, too, that they said that when an attack completely misses Mega Alakazam, that's because it's seeing the future. And to that, I say, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, somebody went to punch me and I dodged. I was like, yeah, I saw that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is the only thing I really have left on any of them. I want to talk I have, about... I have one thing that I just remembered as well. Late on us. Uh, oh, back by Kadabra, I wanted to say that in Fire Red, uh, probably one of the most jarring Pokedex entries, uh, it happened one morning, Dash, oh, yeah. a boy with extra sensory powers awoke oh. in bed, transformed into Kadabra. Yeah, weird. That was a weird one. And it was just kind of like one of those things where... Pokemon just let it be and no further explanation well, after that. There's a little further explanation. Do you know who that boy was? Who? Tom Hanks. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a movie. Uh, so this is something we almost made it a whole podcast without talking about the every F and F podcast. And uh, this is a game that we'll was do it a, one day that was adopted by uh, Carl of every F and FF. He had a Tommy figure of abra and it would get passed between him and his brother at their it office job and it would be the abra somewhere hidden in your cubicle on a post-it note that said abra used teleport (laughs) and it got to the point where you would hide abra on the other person somewhere and then text abra used teleport and this started between the two of us back when he was you know we were I was in New Jersey. He was in Philadelphia. Then he was in New Jersey and we'd see each other. And every time we'd hang out, once the other person had driven back like an hour and a half, two hours, you would get a text. That's like ever use teleport. And you'd have to go through your entire house to find it. And you'd like give it to their friend or like someone who used to live with them or anything and hide it in different places. And, um, just want to say motherfucker, uh, he came and spent some time here, and oh no, there's now an Abra on our shelf. Yeah, we to are we are in possession back. of the Abra. Yes, That's we adorable. are. Yeah. Uh-huh. But his tail falls off game. every now and then. So, <laughs> oh, just <laughs> like in real life. Just like yeah, he's getting ready to become a Nalakazam. That's all. But this game, he's he's he represents the um the TCG version. 
this, of Abra. This game's probably been going on for around 10 years now, which is oh, crazy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so. Wasn't Kadabra also one of those like bouncy balls that they used to have? Yeah. You know, like the, I think it was like Pikachu, Squirtle or something. I don't know. Uh, You mean like the ones that you cut open to free them? <laughs> You mean the ones that we bit open yeah, to free, free them? Bit open. Yeah, uh, Dragonite, Vaporeon, uh, Pikachu. Mewtwo, Pikachu. I can still remember the smell and taste. Yeah. We, that we actually saw them recently uh, near our wedding venue. There is a mm-hmm. store in New Jersey. If you guys are interested, it is called Pandora's Box. It has insane vintage things. I it does. Got, it's got great stuff. Um, I picked up a power glove inbox there recently um i also it's in great condition too yeah and i picked up um a goomba action figure i don't think i've ever seen a power glove you gotta come over over. and check it out it's in really great condition i'm very surprised but um i got a goomba from the mario movie i got a uh i got a c i got a c3po um like model uh, model kit but they oh, have cool. in package those Pokemon bouncy balls. Yes. So they've been trapped so for 25 years. No, but we can buy them and smell yeah. that smell. Well, we should buy them next time. We can so chew them open. We have, to, we have to visit our wedding venue in October, so we'll probably go back there and just buy them. And, and then <laughs> chew I would them, bring them up. I would bring them into the tub with me and then just throw it and just have it like bounce all around the tub. <laughs> that's amazing um one final thing i have to say about uh abra all the way back to abra is that um i like to uh do a little bit of uh glitching in uh the first generation and with abra you can use something called the trainer fly glitch and uh within a yeah. couple of minutes um of starting a game i can get a uh a legitimately caught uh, Mew. Uh, and uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Totally not intended. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do. You just have to like get in a battle and pause at the same time and then use teleport, I think. Yeah, so you catch Abra. Uh, there's that trainer that's right in the grass there. So you have to hit down uh into his eyesight but press start at the same time then teleport away to the cerulean city pokemart but he sees you and you teleport at the same time so it locks your controls you have to go back up nugget bridge you have to get into a battle with one of the pokemon up there uh one of the trainers that has a slow poke you use uh growl a bunch of times to eventually uh, lower that Slowpoke's attack so that the Mew is at a suitable level because every single Growl attack actually lowers the level of the Mew that you eventually catch. Um, And then after you beat that battle, uh, you... I forget exactly the, the way. You either teleport again or you just walk your way to Nugget Bridge and uh, eventually the start screen will come up you exit out of the start screen you'll get into a random battle on nugget bridge and it'll be a mew wow that's incredible so easy i'm (laughs) i'm excited for the mew episode to explain why that works yeah uh it's magic nice i 
I have my Game Boy operator. I finally popped it open and got all the software running. So I pulled photos from my Game Boy camera to my iPhone. Uh, and now I'm hoping to be able to edit the code of games. Uh, I have a bunch of games that I can ruin that I got cheap. Like, <laughs> like, th- like right now, I- here's a Wheel of Fortune. Ooh, but I, I remember having that. that game. But I would love for it to pop up and it just to be like Wheel of Fortune and just says like, <laughs> spin the wheel, asshole, like stuff like that. Like, can I just write it? We're going to find out and see what we can if we can glitch our own Pokemon games. Well, <laughs> this category is jizzes. You can come. <laughs> All right. So it is that time. Oh, that we guess. We guess how many Pokemon cards our boys show up on. All right. So Mr. Abra. 24. Okay. I'm going to say 26. Okay. 14. All right. Well, Dave is the closest. Uh, Abra only appears on 12 cards. Debuting in the base set. Because I. So keep that in mind because we know that Kadabra had some issues in the TCG. So what do we think Kadabra shows up on? Six. Four. Okay, six. Four. Four. I I know. I heard it, so I'm not gonna Oh, say Dave it. can't participate, can't, he knows. Yeah. Uh seven. Yay. Seven cards. So I'm I was actually surprised, like when I was looking at Abra, I was like, oh, it's only twelve cards. I I, I was really surprised that it was just so little. Um, but Kadabra keeps up the pace, kind of. Seven cards is not too bad, considering that he got sued over. So, <laughs> you know. All right. And then our final boy, Alakazam. I remember Alakazam being uh, card number one in the base set. It was um, my first holographic. Nice. Love it. It was I a good one. It. It's great. Oh, uh, Abracadabra and Alakazam were our first uh, psychic Pokemon besides uh, Alolan Raichu as well. Ooh. Um, and other than Mewtwo, are they the only straight psychic Pokemon? Like, with no other mixed... I mean, there's Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime, I forgot about Mr. Drowsy Mime. Hypno. Drowsy Hypno. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm Jinx. losing my mind. I'm really, I really screwed was also the pooch ice. on this one. Um, <laughs> there's uh, Slowpoke and uh, Slowbro, but they're water. They're water. Like star water you, too, star yeah. me. Uh, I really screwed the Jinx on this one. <laughs> happens uh alakazam has uh 17 uh, 10 15 13 steven won, won that one less than Abra? 13 you know i was really surprised they had very few cards considering that they're pretty popular you know well would have yeah. been better yeah. if the amazing randy came and kicked that guy's ass sooner <laughs> You know, but I was really surprised because Kadabra kind of kept up the par. I mean, seven versus twelve and thirteen is not terrible. Yeah, but yeah. compared to the other base, set, the, the original Pokemon, the Gen yeah. ones, they're all in like I the twenties yeah. and shit. Alakazam for me is always just iconic, just because like he was so easy to use. Like he had a great ease of use in Gen one because all you needed was him and the TM for Psychic, mm-hmm. and then you're golden. Mm-hmm. For the mm-hmm. entire game, it has perfect coverage. Only psychic types resist it, but it doesn't matter because it's still too strong. Yeah, and the original game, you know, Abra, Kadabra, Alakazam were fantastic, and then you know they just they just lost. They just became lackluster as dark types got you know introduced. Yeah, and... that's why they had to introduce them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but they just you know as the games progressed and generations went on, they just became less and less lackluster. 
Then they did the Mega Evolution. And the world yeah. was fucked again. How many Mega Alakazams are there? I actually don't know that, but I can put that up for you. I think there's only one. Probably just one. Yeah. I would assume. Let's see. Looking up right now. I'm going to say five for each of his spoons. Uh, Actually, there are two. Mm-hmm. There are, or yeah, there's two. Two. Yep. I think I have one of them. I really wanted this one, the alternate art one, where he's like. Oh, jeez. That yeah, that's a good one. I think oh, I have. Cards this are one. so pretty now. Yeah, they they're so nice. Yeah. Well, that has been another episode of yeah, Take Care Ditto. Rip snorter. An hour and a half. <laughs> And I learned so much and I'm so excited about this. And it's all thanks to our special, special guest, Stephen, who's more than a special guest. You'll hear more, see more. Stephen, where can mm-hmm. the people find you? Do you want them to find you? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much of an internet presence. Obviously, my PlayStation name is now out there. Um, <laughs> if you want to find me on Instagram, just go to the Daycare Dittos podcast, because that will definitely lead you to me some, one way or another. That's right. Um, the, the Instagram. What, what is, what's the Instagram again? Just Daycare Dittos. Just Daycare Dittos. Type that in right now, people. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Breed with I us. guess... I guess Three, I yes. Yeah, I guess I would like to call out <clears throat> just a few of like my favorite, you know, video game type YouTube channels. Um, Hell yeah! I love Eight um, Bit Music Theory. They go through all different like music from the Eight Bit era till now, and they just like kind of break it down visually. It's always really cool to watch and listen to. Um, you know, video game music and see what made it so amazing. Um, really love Boundary Break. Um, they go outside of the bounds of video games and they look at like things that you aren't normally supposed to see up close or, you know, um, you know, getting a, like a full view as opposed to just the limited view you get in your games. Um, obviously, a uh, big shout out to Did You Know Gaming because they have a lot of really cool videos and a lot of really cool um, tips and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I guess the only other thing that I will say is, um, be kind to each other and, uh, you know, be kind to yourself. Aww. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for having, uh, thanks for coming, Stephen. We, we, we're so, so happy to have you. We're really looking forward to it for a long time. Yeah. Like, again, I said it, I'll say it again. You're welcome in any other, um, uh, Pokemon. I was I was like. so happy for this. Not only just because um, I have my brother with me here. Uh, it's because I knew that um, he would uh, put in uh, so much effort and care into this. Um, I knew it was going to be a special episode for those two reasons. I made I made word clouds of the, the like Pokedex entries Aww. to like. <laughs> study things better oh and then i actually i have one other picture um if you'll allow me um i just have this wonderful picture i found while going through my phone for this episode and it's this picture of uh dave looking very beautiful oh Um, that is a gem his jinx jinx stage yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> you you can see that P- Peter sent this to me, and my response was, "Don't try to tempt me." Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. We. Oui.